Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of Squadcast. Squadcast is brought to you by the members of the Vokey Taido Squad out of Dayton, Ohio. We're here to spread positive energy and support to combat sports and its athletes while providing you with behind-the-scenes content, footage, podcasts, event coverage, interviews, and whatever else the squad comes up with. As for me, Justin Lee Stotts, I'm here to lead you into this episode of Squadcast, and here to help me with this fine introduction, Devin Freeman. Devin, thanks for helping a brother out. No problem, man. Uh, what we do around here. Oh yeah, just help each other out. HBO, my brother. <laughs> uh, featured on this podcast are three fighters that competed at Coliseum Combat 51 this past weekend, fighting on his first Coliseum Combat card and featured in the co-main event, Warren Stewart, amateur middleweight title challenger, Robert Grigsby III, and the fighter that kicked off the Coliseum Combat 51 card with a third round KO, Cito Nunez. So, I mean, we could just talk about the uh, fights. Pretty good card overall. I think so. Uh, it was pretty pretty stellar. There wasn't a lot of like overwhelming badasses whooping on some not so good. I mean, they were all skilled. They were all I wouldn't say even, but they were all really good fights. I mean, it wasn't like a ham show at all. So I very much enjoyed. It. And to get a last last second knockout, that was pretty stellar. Yeah, I think. Cito, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. third round, yeah. It was- Good finish on Cito's on Cito's behalf because it is a close close first and second round. Yeah, they I'm pretty were both sure the, tired. So. The, the I, it wasn't too far into the third that he got knocked out, right? I mean, uh, I want to say it was close to halfway. He had a he had a few more, but I mean, still, I mean, to pull a knockout off in the in the last round, that's I mean, especially as hard as they worked leading up to that. I mean, that's just that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah, I I mean, I'd like to knock somebody out in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, that would be. Pretty, I mean, honestly, that'd be pretty dope. I uh, I didn't get. I think that was the only fight I watched before I had to go backstage and do recording, do some videos. After I actually, after I release this podcast, I'm going to get to work on editing all these videos and different fights that I recorded to add onto the Squadcast page. So I didn't get to see much of the fights. I just just now watched the Robert Grigsby fight all the way through. You need like a cameraman to follow me around. Yeah. Well, that's what you're here for. I'm trying to train people. I'm training some people, <laughs> but I don't I don't really want to be on camera though too much, you Why? know. I don't know. I'm well, just not I am just, just not cool with it. Yeah, I'm just not cool with it yet. I'll do it. I don't You could be on camera. Man. You did a good job, but Norod give no fucks. <laughs> I'm here with Norod. That's an awesome video, dude. Dude, that was an awesome video. That's my first interview I've ever done with anybody. Really? Yeah. Well, like, and I was there to witness interview. it. You I was I mean? there. I was there to witness it. Hell yeah. No, we uh the podcast that we recorded was actually probably an hour after weigh-ins. It's kind of a loud, it's kind of a loud podcast in, in spots. So while you're listening, just bear with me because it's real life shit. Yeah, real life shit. Squad turned out as they always do. Uh, so it was an exciting, it was an exciting night prepping for the fight the next night, especially with Robert challenging for the amateur middleweight title. It was vacant. So I guess he really wasn't a challenger. He's fighting for the vacant title. Fortunately, Robert lost a close split decision to James Schaefer. There's controversy surrounding it, whether he won, whether he didn't won. Whether the decision was justified, etc. They're just amateurs. We're learning, learning, growing. Yeah. You know, amateur and record don't 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 matter. It's all about growth and experience. And you know, that's something else that I that I've noticed in researching these guys. And you know, since I just met most of them this weekend and everything, but I've been looking into them, and a, a lot of them 
it seems like, I don't know, I haven't asked him and whatever, but it seems like they do this not for the record and not for the title, but for themselves. Right. Like I said, personal growth. That's cool to me. Like average Joe's going out there trying to be the best they can be. That's what was cool to me. I still think Robert should have won that fight. But, I mean, next time, get that cardio up and there should be, he's got the skills to, from what I've seen, whoop any of them. Right. Is If he's got that cardio, the skills are there, he just needs the gas tank. And, you know, he had a, he had a pretty, uh, pretty rough weight cut. I'm not, not, I'm not sure too many people know about that, but that, I got a lot, we got a lot of footage of his weight cut and trying to get there at the very yeah. last minute, getting on the scale and making weight and. I'm not too sure 100% what all went in with that, but maybe we'll get Rob to call in here. Well, if you notice, like, through the fight, the dude he was fighting had more energy. that he ga- I mean, he, he didn't gas completely out, but he was winded, you could tell. But even winded, like, say, like a five-round fight, the guy in, and they were in the fifth round, uh, which it, that's not how it was. But uh, what I'm saying is just for circumstantial shit uh robert was still hitting clean man he that's what i'm saying his skills there even though he was winded he was able to put shots together that kept that guy from using because the guy had more energy than robert throughout the whole fight but he wasn't able to do nothing because robert was able to impose what he did as far as defense defense offense i mean i know he got put down and and what was it second Second or second third round, round, something like that. The, the sternum shot. Yeah, he had a couple round. shots, couple couple body shots, and then that one just backed it up and put him down. But he he came back through that and fought through that. That's and not a lot of people would have done that. And that just gives a testament to his heart and his skill. Because, like I said, man, that's the that's the only flaw I seen really in his game. Focus, focus more, and get that gas tank fully charged, man. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I think, yeah, that's something he's, he's gonna focus on. You know, I, I know he's, uh, focused, dedicated, and ready, ready, ready to get back in there. And, you know, one step at a time, one yeah. step at a time, one thing at a time, but learning lesson overall, there's no real losers. Honestly, there's no real losers. Right. But, uh, then, uh, Warren Stewart fought in the co-main event at Coliseum Combat. He fought Reggie Merriweather. And that was another, that was another, uh, another tough fight. You know, they, they, it was pretty back and forth. I think Reggie, from my memory, my memory serves me correctly, pushed the pace more than Warren did. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, so, I mean, things happen. You go in there, things happen. It was his first first fight here. And, you know, I know he was, I think he had the flu or was a little under the weather. No excuses, though. It was a great fight. I mean, overall, great card. Super excited to see a, a veteran like him fight fight in real life, you and know. He did really good for a guy that was outsized. Yeah. I mean, and, Reggie was way bigger than him and he's i mean he put up a really good fight right. against somebody that much bigger than him yeah it, he's i mean and the, you know uh something we talk about on this podcast uh warren brings up he's actually one of those guys as an average joe you know he he just likes to fight you know but he's a real veteran at being the type of fighter he is you know yeah. I mean, he, he he mentions that if it's not in this podcast that is about to come on here then um it will be in another one i have Several podcasts that got out of control yeah. because again, squad well, has turned got, up. Like, he's got like a black belt in Taekwondo, I think they said. Yeah. Uh, Brown in Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu and, and I don't, I, I don't remember what his belt was in Judo. But he's up there in yeah. all of those. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not just chump shit, man. That's a lot of years of hard work. I mean, dude's accomplished. I mean, 
he was just out. I think if it was a guy his size, he'd have whooped him. Right. But that dude was like, I mean, fuck, two foot taller than him, had at least a foot reach on I mean, that's exaggerating, but still, I mean, he was a big dude. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a lot bigger. He was amped up. It was a good fight. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a really good fight. The main event was another good fight. That submission's crazy. It actually, the uh, Jiu-Jitsu time, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu times has picked that submission up. I mean, that's kind of going, really? start, that's starting to go viral. So, Tapology congrats. says it's a key lock. A key lock? Uh, let me see. I'm going to see exactly what it was, what they, because I, it looks like that, the way his knees were, like it. It, I don't know. Let me, uh. The dude, that's devastating, man. That oh, could rip yeah. a fucking arm clean out of socket. And, yeah. And fuck up ligaments and all that. That was devastating, man. Yeah. Congrats to Jeremy Pender. I mean, that was, that was a hell of a submission. And James Porter, uh, I know he had some weight cut issues. Um, he was under, a little under the weather. Yeah. But that was a good. Weight cut issues, my ass. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, that was, I mean, he was winning. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. he was winning the whole fight, controlling everything. Yeah. Uh, but, Dude. Definitely the aggressor. Uh, I noticed Jeremy Pender, right? Yep. He was kind of patient because I've looked at his record. He's been doing this for since 2009, I think, is when he had his first fight. So who, I don't know how long before that he was training, but like the dude's got experience. So he just, he was getting outworked. He was, the other guy was winning, but I mean, I seen a lot of patience in him, and that's how that fucking sub came in, dude. Well, he worked out right because he was trying to throw all kinds of. Sh- as, if my memory serves me right, he was trying to throw submissions most of the fight too. Right. I mean, when it was on the ground, so. But that was fucking devastating, man. Yeah, that. I mean, it really it was devastating, dude. This weekend's Black Friday. Black Friday. Oh, let's not even go there, man. I hate I'm that. only going there for one reason. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, ladies. Throughout my life, I've always heard females complaining about the quality of their makeup. Top-notch makeup is expensive and easy to pass over when grabbing the cheaper, less appealing brand. So here's the answer to your dilemma. Unique beauty products is what all the ladies are talking about. So head on over to EpicWithTeresa.com to view products and all the upcoming sales for this week's Black Friday sales. That's EpicWithTeresa.com. That's EpicWithTeresa.com. <laughs> EpicWithTeresa.com. So, but yeah, uh, overall, great card. You know, I, I'm excited for the next one and uh, excited to see what comes next out of this. Yeah, I'm excited for the next. I don't know if the Vans team is doing any fights between now and the next Coliseum Combat, but definitely like to go to the next Coliseum Combat. Would you say that was February? Yeah, February. So that's two months to prepare. Well, three months basically. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, hell yeah, I'm excited. And in too. case. Uh, Oh, oh, Norad, Norad needs to be there, man. That's a that's a cool dude. For anybody that talks shit about him, they've got they they're fucking ignorant, mm-hmm. dude. That is one of the most chilled, coolest dudes I've ever met in my life. I like him. I mean, he's I cool. mean, a stranger to nobody because he just was cool with me. Like we've been buds forever. Like, and I see he was like that with everybody, man. He's a cool freaking dude. Big supporter. He's what got Van into Coliseum yeah. Combat. With all that being said, I guess let's let's uh, run this into the uh, podcast and get the podcast started so you guys can uh, stop listening to my sweet, amazing voice. Enjoy the listen. Thanks for the like, share, and support. Uh, 
record on this now, and then we'll see you all. Likewise, I fuck with you. I'm Rob K.O. Grigsby 3, and I just want to say, hey, fuck cancer. Nah, no shit, fuck cancer. Yeah, for sure. Is that the mic up there? Yeah. The real Cito 13 right here, that's S-I-T-O-1-3, show up, show out, wherever we at. That's right. Hey, this is your boy Warren Stewart, a.k.a. Warren Stewart, a.k.a. Daddy Dynamite, your boy from 512, Austin, Texas, baby. Man, all three of you guys are fighting on Cross Team Combat 51 tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. Honestly, I, I feel like this, you know, 50 was supposed to be one of the biggest cards, but I think 51 is going to be one of the biggest cards of the year, if not the biggest card of the year. We got a lot of people showing up to this event, a lot of important people, a lot of fans and stuff like that. And I just feel like, you know, everybody we mess with going to come out with dubs. Oh, this most definitely. Especially promotion-wise, if you ain't noticed, like CC, they've been stepping their stuff up, man. B2, yeah. they've been really with it. Each time I've been coming out, even when I wasn't fighting, the last fight I came out, the production just been up and up, man. I mean, shit, progress right there means bigger progress in the future. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for Warren right here. He's making his debut at Coliseum Combat. Uh, yeah, or yeah. not his debut, his second fight at Coliseum Combat. Nah, this be my first. This first be your first? I thought you fought here once. Oh, yeah, yeah, you was cornering. Yeah, cornering, man. All right, all right, yeah, man. Bro, it's lit. I know you fought at some decent-ass stages, but, man. I don't know why it's something about CC. It hit me in my chest, bro. Yeah. I don't like to rock with no other place. Like, I'll go out and fight. Yeah. I'll show out and I had, man. But on some real shit, CC my home. Like, I'm two hours yeah. from here. Yeah. But when people say, oh, where you fight, where you fight, where you fight. You want to see me fight? You better come to Coliseum. Honestly, you better come to Coliseum. I'll be honest, man. My first fight at Coliseum Combat, man, they, they treated us right, man. Shout out to Mark Slater. I like Mark Slater, man. He's a real good dude, man. He treats you right. Slater G. That's my man's. Hey, I'll I tell you one thing. I actually liked the promotion when I first seen it with Van. When mm. he fought, I think I was like, man, dude, this is a great setup. Yeah. I like how the pros and the amateurs, they mingling. Like, yeah. That's one thing I have noticed about the Midwest. Noticed mm. with uh, Carson, like, you guys, guys are our family pretty much. You stick together and treat each other with respect. Fight oh, together, you know. Even when you guys are from different gyms, I still like. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly crazy to me because, like, you know, I've been to a few promotions and I see the pros treat the amateurs different. But it's like at Coliseum Combat, man, the pros will talk to the amateurs like a regular person, man. Honestly, I got a lot of support from more pro fighters than amateurs when I first fought there, and I thought that was a pretty good, pretty good deal. You know what I'm saying? Because it just shows the humble, you know. The, the support out in Indiana and people that's just coming from many different places. I'll I tell you one thing. I, I'm happy. I'm very, really happy to be here, you know, especially fighting with you. Yes, sir. You know, hey, i tell you one thing. I appreciate the love you came out around October, mm. last October. And oh, yeah, man. Hey, I, I told you, Warren, man, I, I've been a fan of yours before I ever met you, bro. Hey, dude, that's what's up. Is the man, listen, Van, Van invited me to that. Yeah. And I couldn't go, man, because I have obligations at home, but uh, I couldn't go, and I was real disappointed because yeah. I wanted to go to that fight. Yeah, I've been super dope. What's so crazy is in October, you go down to Louisiana, it's hot as fuck down yeah. there, bro. It is still summertime in October really? in Louisiana. Yeah, it's humid as fuck, though, ain't yeah, it? But I'll tell you one thing, though. The food is good. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you, look. 
I wish we got to stay out there a little longer. That gumbo was off the yeah. chain. Oh, man. Let me tell y'all something. I don't know shit but the bill. I really don't. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest, bro. Once again, shout out to Mark Slater. If y'all don't know, like I said, he's the one that takes care of us, treats us right, and he's the one behind all this shit. Because of awesome-ass promoters like him, I'm able to leave my town two hours from here Yep. And be able to guarantee myself another 24 to 48 hours alive. Where are you from? Bro, the where it ain't safe. Just three Damn. hours from Damn. Chicago. Damn. But right. tell me why we got a worse murder rate than Chicago. We right now, if you look us up, we are the worst state to raise your kid in in the whole U.S. And we won the top five in the worst just because our population and crazy yeah. ratio. Bro, listen. No bullshit, there, bro. Four, five days ago, one of our little homies that I grew up with. Him and his brother got their house ran into. His brother got shot in the hip. And shout out to Julio. He's still alive. But his little brother got murked. That These motherfuckers came in. No mass. So I don't know how you live. I could tell by you. And I already fuck with you. So I'm already knowing. But if you come in with no mask, that means you ain't trying to leave a witness. That means ain't, no, ain't nobody going to remember your face. So I'm blessed to have Julio here. And the sad thing is two, three days later, he had to spend his birthday Without his bro. So once again, man, on some real shit, I don't know why some of y'all fight. It's because you trying to make something out of nothing like me. You trying to get to where you want to be, whether it be low level, pro level, or on the big show. But on some real shit, I don't care where I'm at because I'm away from my town and I'm alive. I'm alive, man. Listen, listen, this is why I like this. I love this sport so much. Like, I've been a fan for so super long. I'm glad you're here, too, because I'm friends with so many different people, and I think, like, this sport's going to be, like, even I was talking to you, Warren, earlier, like, this level is going to be a level where people could actually still fight and be able to support themselves at some point, because this is the number one sport. Like, you're talking about how you live in Danville, and no, I don't, I have no idea what that's like. Like, I've been to Danville. But, like, I actually re- helped remodel a storage unit in Danville connected to Planet Fitness. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that was not man. too far. That's the north side, the good side. Also, real shit, bro. I'll tell you about an incident that happened around this time last year. Two incidents back-to-back. The first one, so I'm at my mom's house, and I don't sit on this red couch. Mm. I don't. I just don't. I don't know why. It's just not comfy for me. Mm. Well, my people hit me up. Hey, you trying to kick it? Woo-woo. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to kick it. I don't want to go out. My family leave. This girl hit me up and she's like, hey, I'm going to go to Walmart. She's like, you want to run with me? And I was like, fuck it, I'll run. Tell me why not even five, ten minutes later, where I was sitting, where I don't sit, my house got shot and the bullet was headshot. Like, I still got videos where the bullet went through the window and was into my wall. Like, went through the picture frame. Mm. Tell me that shit ain't wild. And these motherfuckers out there, they don't shoot that aim. And honestly, I think they tried to hit my house because the right. way they try to have beef on the corner where our bus, uh, bus block is set up, that's what the neighborhood is called. Mm. But the angle of it, bro, it was, my house is too high. The way they was shooting, they was trying to target my house. Dude. Bro, tell me why. A few weeks later, I'm chilling with a girl outside my house just talking about one in the morning. A car pull up in front of us, stop, and just floored at me. And then damn near almost take me out. I jumped on her hood. And then she's like, that was fucking crazy. You know who that is? I was like, hell no, I don't know who that is. Woo. Well, so Lo was going back to woo woo. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I brushed it off because I was so used to that shit. But I fucking kid you not, like two, three weeks later, I'm sitting outside my house, rolling up with my mans on the right. And out of nowhere, I see the car. And my first thought was, 
follow it. So instead of me waiting till they pulled off the stop sign, my ass go to Steve. I'm like, hey, bro. I was like, that's the car. And he goes, huh? Steve, I don't even know. I didn't tell nobody. I was like, bro, that's the car that tried to run me over. I kick my car on, jet it. They book it. I'm trying to fly, woo woo, trying to get them. But man, that's just like a little like short shit on what happened in the town. Like, I don't got beef with nobody, bro. Like, if you don't like me, it's for whatever reason. And even if I did something, I'm the type of person, before I do it, I'm going to tell you I'm going to fuck you over. I'm like, hey, bro, this is going to put you in a bad situation, but I got to do it for this reason, for myself. For myself, though. I'm going to tell you straight up before I do it. I'm as straight as they come. But for whoever reason don't like me, especially in our town, it's just hate. you doing something they ain't doing, or they don't got the the balls to do it. Mm. I, I will say one thing, man. You know, I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Like, actually, I first saw, I was born in Germany. Where I, I spent half, Overseas? Yeah. That's better. Yeah. You got military. Oh, military. military. Yeah. But after that, I lived in, we first, where we first lived in Indiana, was New Albany, Indiana. I grew, I left there around 10 to move to Indianapolis. I ain't gonna lie. Back, I'm 30. Back in that time, that was the same thing like his place. You know, it was like top five murder capitals. And it, it, it's funny because I was still doing Taekwondo and stuff like that. That's what I started off with. My family couldn't, bro, we got a big ass family and we couldn't afford to put me in sports. So my aunt helped around a dojo center. So, and I was always yeah. getting in a fight. So there's like, put him in, woo woo. Bro, tell me why nobody in my school fucked with me. So that's why I got into fights. And they was like, oh, you some karate kid. Use your karate on me. So my ass walking home, walking my sister home. These motherfuckers on the other side, oh, we going to beat your ass. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, wait till I drop my sister off, B. Wait till I drop my sister off. Drop my sister off. Go across the street. Tell them I'm going to go play. Woo, woo, go and beat these motherfuckers ass because I was like man I can't let them show me out they gonna if they punk my ass right now they really gonna punk me in my school bro they really did but I started out with Taekwondo too hey that's what's up because I remember my first first time getting jumped and everything I was 12 12 years old I like some 13 14 year old dudes man four of them first thing I did do a spinning hook kick on that dude everybody's like no, no, I ain't fucking with that dude. Nobody, yeah. nobody hey, listen, that's why, that's why, like, once this heals up, I fell in love with jiu-jitsu. Like, I don't, that's why I would never fight. Like, uh, even maybe, like, like the, we're all from different worlds. Yeah. Like, and I'm in a completely different world. Like, we're, we're going to bring that back. That's what's so awesome. Like, the only thing that's bringing us here right now, like, mm-hmm. is mixed martial arts. Oh, like, yeah. that's, that's the most fascinating, like, cause different sports have different, like, you know, people from different backgrounds. But mixed martial arts is like a family. Like it ain't about money ever. It's always. I mean, it, it is it's, to some people. It, it is, is to some people. To but y'all come from like it's a the warrior art. mentality. It's a art. Yeah, exactly. The, I, I tell you this. Still Sorry, not even like, y'all. No, no, I'll you're good. You if you look at boxing, try to take my boxing head. is not a family. It's boxing. People talk way disrespect. Yeah. To each other. Yeah. Really think about but boxing is a That's because they got all them long ass personal press conferences. They yeah. Let, they let like, motherfuckers get in people's face, but you can't do that. But not even with, that too. Uh, like, but even, if you look at the boxers, 
But boxing even became the, big the, during the race war, so that's though. how that's how yeah. they like. Hold me, on, me and Warren was watching that. It's the culture of boxing, bro. Listen, bro. Okay. E- yeah. Even even the gym wars, bro. Like the wall, even the guys in the gyms. If you go to a matter of fact, you can you can jump on right now, and, and you know, like I said, I'm on a lower level. Shout out to Mayweather and them dudes, like yeah, yeah. So either forward or backwards. I'm a uh, I'm a real big fan of the money team and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you if you go look on YouTube, you can see all of them dudes on the same team. They still compete with each other. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't got that family. They don't give a fuck but about you know talking what, shit to each but, other, but bro. That's, that's when you become like a business over anything. But that's and, yeah. That, that's what all them people are, and that's in around that that type of group. If you ain't business minded, then mm-hmm. you ain't with it. Because if you do something for somebody and you expect something, that's business. That's not kindness. So I mean, shit. It's just you can't of, you can't blame them for that. But nah, fuck that. Just, I ain't, we were, I ain't we was that. watching that doc, but look where boxing came from. We was watching that documentary saying, "Listen," and it started with even Jack Johnson. Like that's when yeah. they started like. Doing the race war in boxing, so it was all about personalities from the get go. Yep, yep. So bo- boxing I, from the get go was, was you know Jack stuff. Johnson and gangsters yeah. and, and that, you know I'll be honest, shit. man. But MMA haven't started. It. I mean, I MMA they, people come from everywhere. Yeah, but this is the thing: MMA is not like boxing. Me and by, like I said, I done pro boxing. I'm talking about I fought for Golden Boy. I fought for I had met Austin Dale Hall. I I know the ins and outs. Meaning by when I say boxing is a dirty sport, boxing is a truly dirty sport. When I say who runs what, I've been around a lot of cartels in boxing. A lot of cartels in boxing. Being the only black dude is boxing. Around a whole lot of Mexicans, and I'm just saying this is Austin, Texas. Mm. Oh, especially in Texas. Texas is zero. In it's a little different. Mean by so if you are a boxing promoter, you're a black promoter, or you are a Mexican promoter. White people don't really get into they don't they don't get into boxing anymore like that. Yeah, they mess with the MMA. They more the MMA. Now the MMA dirty game is is the the face. All right, Not both of you guys. Have the face, have the attitude. I can tell you the ins and outs far as dirty game on that far as MMA. Meaning by oh, type yeah. of people is up there. It is your your true business. Like most people watch fights, MMA fights. Who are they? Yeah, it's all type of people, right? Yeah, yeah. But really, really, it is your your well put together guys. Yeah. Especially, especially jujitsu. Jujitsu have opened the doors for oh, yeah. everybody, anybody. When I roll with people, I have roll with doctors, lawyers, oh, cops, man. a shit ton of cops. Stick oh, like yeah. I, love, Listen, I love tapping the cops out. Of I've been, head. I've been a fan of all this <laughs> stuff for so long. Like for so long, I've been a fan of this stuff, and I finally convinced myself to go to a gym uh, last uh, April. Yeah. And I started putting five and six, you know, I work 40 hours a week, but I started yeah. putting five and six hours in on the mats doing jiu-jitsu a week, and I fell fucking in love with it. Mm-hmm. And then I re my neck and then had to have yeah. surgery. So, like, I've been itching at it to come yeah. back. But one of the things I love, 
man, one of my favorite people in there was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. Like, you know, you have people from Pakistan that was working to be a doctor. And I'm like, but see, that's what's so awesome about, uh, uh, MMA versus all these other sports. Like MMA, like, although you say it's like controlled by the white game now and boxing yeah. is a black and Hispanic thing. Can I tell you why? Like, at first, cause for one reason, MMA, it doesn't matter what sport you do in MMA, meaning by you can kickbox, you can do jiu-jitsu, you can do judo. Those are harmful. Mm. Yes, boxing is it's harmful throwing too, them hands. But check it. You're not going to really get your soccer dad and a lot of your soccer dads, your soccer moms that want to do just boxing. Yeah, going to boxing class. I don't want to get punched in those. That's no. why a lot of people do jiu-jitsu because it's safer. But low-key, jiu-jitsu is way more deadly. This is what I tell, oh, yeah, what I tell sure. everybody. A lot more injuries. Let, let me tell you, that's a big one. But on some real shit, I hate when everybody's like, oh, I could never fight because there's too many rules. Woo-woo. I don't care if it even it's just jiu-jitsu. You know why there's a ref there? Too. To keep you safe. Yeah, yeah. Because if I choose not to let go of your neck... After you go to sleep, if I hold it for 30 more seconds, You're you are never going to wake up again. Yeah. That's what I have to tell these people. I'm like, you've never been put to sleep. Let me put you to sleep one yeah. time. I've had someone wake up. I've let people put me to sleep because I've, I've people, been a fan of this shit for I've a had long people, time. I've had people, yeah. I've had people where they're like, oh, I've never been choked out. It can't be that bad. I was like, let me tell you something, bro. It could be deadly. Put the scenario in your head, and it's what I just said. This is what I've done to a couple people. Oh, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. I'm like, okay. I put them to sleep. Mm-hmm. I hold them. Wait for them to wake up, and they're like, oh, shit. And I'm like, guess what? And I squeeze it. I don't even choke them out. I just squeeze it and hurt them. And they're like, ugh, ugh. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, think about this right now. I was like, you're panicking. I was like, I will hold this. I was like, and you will never wake up. I was like, don't underestimate this shit. It looks soft. It looks sweet. I was like, but it ain't it ain't that. Question. I'll be – go ahead. What made you like doing this? I'll be honest, man. Um, Perfect one. And I'll, I'll say, I'll say this on, on air, man. It's KL Grigby 3 talking to you honest right now. I got into MMA on accident. Alright, when I was a kid, I was all boxing. That's all I loved to hear. That's all I wanted to do. And I mean, Muhammad Ali was, was my, my idol. And then it was, you know, like, yeah, it was like Muhammad Ali and it was, it, it, it really wasn't the politics behind it. It was just the fact that his style was so beautiful. But I figured out somewhere around 13 and I want to say like 17 that I was decent with my feet as well. And I also grew up on a lot of Asian martial arts movies. You know what I mean? I, my dad, he was in love with Wu-Tang. You know, Wu-Tang love the hey, Asian martial arts. Hey, Wu-Tang right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? So long story short, I, st- I, did, I did my first MMA match ever. Just off a whim. I just knew that I wanted to do some type of fight and it was easier for me to get into MMA than boxing because I couldn't just hit up a boxing promoter like, oh, I want to fight. Yeah. And I mean, normally you got to have like a, like a coach or something that pushes you in that direction. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But with MMA, yeah, I know somebody. with MMA, I fought for a promotion called Primetime MMA. I had never, I honestly, I, I haven't seen a primetime show since then. This was in, uh, uh, Fostoria, Ohio. Fostoria, okay. something like that. Okay. And um, long story short, all my family, like my dad, he's like, why don't you do something like boxing or something? You know, you 
that guy get a bunch of lumps in boxing. You might get a cut here or there, but normally you get lumped up. But in MMA, you get your motherfucking head busted. You know what I'm saying? Like you will, you will get your scalp yeah. cracked in MMA. You know what I'm saying? And I told my dad, I'm like, look, y'all can like support it or not support it, but either way it go, I'm going to fight. And if I got to go by myself, I will go up there by myself hey, and, and do man. this fight. You know what I'm saying? I lost that fight. Same tactic, bro. Yeah. I lost right, that fight. Bust up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hey, we're in the middle of a story. Hold up. Hey, we're in the middle of a story. All right, so long story short, I um, I told my whole family that I was gonna go do this fight. All right, so basically, when I told my family that I was gonna do it with or without them. They was like, all right, all right, we'll go. You know what I mean? And I lost that fight from a horrible guillotine in the, in the first round. Okay. And honestly, I didn't get punched or kicked one time. I didn't get punched or kicked not one time in this whole fight. This fight lasted, this fight lasted for maybe a minute and a half. You know what I mean? And when this guy choked me with a standing guillotine, that was horrible. Like, if it was me now, Fighting that same dude in that same fight, I would have smashed him. But at the same time, I had never been choked on at that time. I was a kickboxer. Not only that, I trained myself for that fight. I didn't have a team. I didn't have anything. I was shadow boxing every day. I was um, I was throwing punches and kicks. I did a little bit of wrestling with my dude from uh, Michigan, but YouTube, YouTube. Hey. I was a YouTube fighter. Yeah. Can you know I ask what I mean? you another question now? What's up? What is your Hold up. Simply. What do you want out of this in five years? What what I, five in years. five years, what do I want out of this? What did you say? What do you want out of this in five years? All right, all right. All right. So in five years, I see myself taking the OGs that have been, that I've been blessed to have around me, such as you, Warren, uh, such as Van Tactic Vote, such as Tyler Superman Combs. You know, um, let me see who, yeah, I got a few guys, man, that, OG pro fighters that, you know, they've been doing this forever, but, you know, they've made decisions or they haven't been put in opportunities. And even if they did get put in opportunities, that would take them from one place to another. You know what I mean? They got to stick. They got this, this word that they use, journeyman. And I, I don't use that word a lot because I know that a quote-unquote journeyman, such as the Jorge Masvidal's and the Nate Diaz and stuff like that, they can become a massive superstar. Okay. I don't have the question. Actually. The question. All right. So, what I want from fi- in five years, I want to be able to make it to the UFCs and the one championship. That that's my sole focus right now is either UFC or one championship. Just be a world, cha- just be a world champion. Just be a world champion. And one of those, and one in one of those organizations, I want to be a world champion. But it's not all about me. All right. So my career, yeah, it, I'm gonna have to be selfish for a good majority of it. But I want the OG fighters that I've been blessed to be around to be a part of that. You understand what I'm saying? I, I'm going to tell my back, not to cut you off. I'm going to tell you, like, Van would tell you right now. Or I tell you myself, when I tell my other, I, I tell my other homies the same thing when I book the fights. And shit. Okay. We're going to be right behind you anyways. That means, this is how I look at it. That means if you don't, if you fight on the USC card, that doesn't matter. I'm cornering you or... I'm, I'm on the undercard. Right. 
Shoot, we satisfied. We 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 picked our career. We picked our lifestyle. We picked what we want. How how our career is. Hey, dude, that dude look like Bruce Lee. That dude easily could be in the UFC. Would he would love to be in the UFC right now? Probably yes. Not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, but he, you know, you know, like us, dude. You know, like us, dude. Thirty, dude. I got more down there. hundred fights, and really, I look at it as I know I got mad talent. I know I got mad talent, and dude, dude mad for talent. thirteen years, you know what I mean. I've been competing for twenty years. Yeah. I got I don't know how many fucking I got four black belts, a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, a red band in muay thai, fucking should be a black belt in judo, whatever. But I didn't want to wasn't trying to be a world champion. Mm. Uh-huh. UFC, I don't give two shits about UFC. Yeah. Don't give two shits about Bellator. Do you know why? For one reason. Because when you are, I look at it like this. People hate on McGregor and John Jones for what? Cocaine. What? <laughs> 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 no, but look, seriously. Because they're not them. No, 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 it's, yes, that too, but. Alright, well, hold on, hold on. In that same conversation, the worst of all, because now it's coming out how fake it is, Kobe Covington. Hey, fuck it, but. Just the image, just the image. But guess what, Uh, I like Kobe too. But the biggest thing is, it's just branding. It's if you got a brand, right? If you're branded. Check this out, I'm gonna give it to y'all straight with it. Okay. And this is what, this is what fucks people up. Cause I have, I have known four fighters, and one of them, I knew personal on another level because of he was a brother in love to a dude I fought mm-hmm. uh, of a girl. Uh, long story sh- short, with it, I just had a dude just killed himself. Right. My cousin just killed himself not even a month ago. Yeah, it was like a month ago. It was a world amateur champion already at the best fucking gym with fucking a shit ton of UFC fighters. Shit ton of Bellator fighters, a shit ton of uh, glory fighters. It's like you said that one day, man. Shit's lonely, bro. Yeah, this is. I tell people this, man. And this is this was hard about this. And people don't get this shit. Yes, MMA is the fighting. I, this is what I tell people. I am not your average Joe for one reason. If I was the average Joe, I would just work a fucking nine to five job and tell my tell my. My co-workers, how much I'm going to fuck quit this job. Bingo, I hate this job. Bingo, bingo, You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I am not, I'm not like everybody else. And believe it, I, I tell people, I'm not saying I'm better than everybody. It's just how my mentality is. You're I am really able different. to fight. Well, it's not even that. Let's just say it like this. You just don't, you don't have that one track mind. Like you see you outside of your situation. You have to Bingo. for one reason. A lot of people ain't like that, man. Exactly. Honestly, it's a, yeah, I've, I've, it's few and far between. Yeah. And That's now, what's so awesome about the fight game. Exactly. Because it's always the people that exactly. always see outside the box, no but, matter where they come from in life. Exactly. But not even that though, too. There's a reason why, like Floyd Mayweather is one of my favorite all time. Me too. World champions. I Does anybody know why? Because Floyd stuck to his game plan. Nice. He, Floyd, he he was very smart with his business tactics, bro. And not only that, even when he wasn't the quote unquote A side that he talks about a lot, he still believed in himself and did yeah. what he had to do to overcome that A side and become that. But, 
But not only that, too. You are correct on that. But not only that, too. This is what made world champions. This is what literally makes a billion dollar man. Even Kobe Bryant's one of my niggas right here. You have to be able to go through so much shit being a world champion. Yeah. You don't know how much anxiety, panic attack, paranoia. Like, damn, I don't know who's taking my money. I don't know who's my nigga. Yeah. I don't know what bitch loves me. Dude, he, you remember, he went, he went to prison, went to jail for yeah. slapping up, slapping up on his girl. Well, yeah. who knows the whole truth? Right. See, we got a video on that shit. What I'm saying is, and especially if you go to the cops with anything, if you the first one to go to the cops, it's just oh he say she say, but they yeah. gonna go off the first thing they hear. But especially hey, if it's I'm, from a I'm gonna let you know. Look at, look at, look at like regardless, they're gonna look bad upon the male, and on top of that, even more so, but, a fighter. Hey, a I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you know right now, bro. Today, today alone, I probably committed like two felonies. And I, I ain't trying to be like sound hard enough, but I'm just saying like when you cut and wait, bro, you got title, you got title fights ahead of you, bro. You got your team behind you that believe in you so much and you doubting your fucking self because it's hard to make the fucking wait. Not only that, bro. you got your girl that you don't know if she really love you or not, bro. And then she ready to give up and then you looking at her like, bitch, I'm done. But Fuck excuse yes. my language, but like at the same time, it's like, you know, your mind can play a lot of tricks on you being a fighter, bro. The mind's the dungeon. You can play. Check you can... this out. Sorry, not to cut anybody off on that's this. The that's the fucking That's that's there, what man. that's what it's about. Because look, this is what I tell people. Cut off the this is what this is what makes a man. This is what makes a world champion and everything else. So most world champions have family, have kids, mm-hmm. dude. That's the job itself. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Then, if you are not, if you are just starting out of a fighter, you do got kids. But look, or whatever the best fighters have the best women. Yeah. If you no. like, look, if no. you look at all no. the great champions, no. like even John Jones' wife, like they've been together since high school. Yeah. But you look at all the champions, even Conor McGregor's wife. Right though. Or not, not a woman, maybe a support system. Yeah. You gonna have your whole team on some real shit. Because, uh, you uh, gonna, go ahead, my, G. My bad. No. I say that for? Because we do not know the ins and outs of their relationship. It's like Shaq. True. Shaq and his wife. True. Dude. He had a bad late shit. Right, but at the same time. But he fucked up and shit took all the money. That's what I'm saying, though. You can tell a lot about a person's success or their downfall. You can see a lot of person's success or downfall by the support system that they choose to allow to have. Y'all can come in on this. Just don't be. Just don't be, you know. Or yeah. as I say that, look, just say like weekend at Porky's. I was with my kid's mother for almost 10 years. She never cheated on me. That could be no, the biggest thing. Fuck. Let me let me tell you some also real shit. I know people. It's always easier when you got a female you know, fighter. This is this is the hard thing. Man, man tactics, bro, man. Oh wait, I think I had that. Have a See if you like it. I don't see my kids as much. Bingo. I got a nine and ten year old. I have to be selfish right now. I can do that. Man. Tell I'll be right back. I'm sorry, dude. I can't come to your sport. I'm sorry, dudes. You can't hang out with me. For one reason, because daddy gotta go fight. Daddy gotta go take three fights. Hey, I'll be honest with you, man. What you saying, like, it it relates to me a whole bunch because, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I don't, I don't like to sound cool and nothing like that, but Robert Grigsby Jr. 
my dad, my dad had a, a, a one way ticket to the NBA, bro. Real talk, my dad was a monster hooper, man. He's, he's six foot eleven. I mean, about 250 pounds, 240, something like that. Tall man, you know what I'm saying? And, um, basically my dad turned that down because NBA players only get to see their children about three months of the whole year. You know what I mean? So, so roughly nine months of the year, you don't get to be with your child, bro. And honestly, check it. I'll tell you firsthand experience. It's the reason why I have not made it that far up because I had kids young. Mm-hmm. I had motherfucking kids young. Now you on top of that. I came to Austin. Sorry, came to Austin. Anybody know Austin is a party city. Mm-hmm. So today is a wild fuck party city. It's a wild, wild fucking west. Yeah. Let's say it like this. From growing up from Indianapolis, really just same thing. Shooting just everything. Mama's a fucking Black Panther. Mama's fucking half crazy. You don't know what to do with your fucking Oh, life. no. I'm, I'm hip to the Black. My, yeah. my, my family got a lot of the Panthers in them. Yeah. They call them Dayton Panthers. Yeah. You know, just shout out Dayton, Ohio. That's For sure. Ethnicity, Robert. I am African American, Caucasian, and Puerto Rican. And I don't want to get into a lot of details about that until my dad is able to be Part of our uh, squad cast, you know what I mean? My, my dad. He, oh yeah, no, I just wondered. I was just but because I've heard I've what heard I was saying about different. What I was saying things, though, so. you know what I mean? My dad, he did turn down the NBA to be able to be with me, so that's why my dreams and my vision for this MMA game is so pure. My vision is so pure. I know how to catch the people' attention. I love being the center of attention. When all these people around looking at me and I'm fighting win, lose, or draw, I like being in the middle but, of it. But this is one thing I will tell you. Man, though, can can bounce to it, man. Bounce to it. Really. Like I say, you know, I, I tell people, like, just yeah, not to sound cocky or seated or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I'm the same thing. Oh, yeah, I like being the center of attention. I know. Even being the center of attention, you gotta know. Yeah. Your eyes 24 7, seven days a week, guys. Let's, give a, let's give a proper welcome to. Hey, get, out, uh, get out the halo. Get out the halo. Let's give a proper welcome to uh, Van Tactic Bo to the conversation. Squad. 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 Always here. I will say, I will say about it is, it's kind of awkward well, being a part of the clan. <laughs> as long as you have a level here, you know what's what. I want to be able to do for my parents what they weren't able to do because I came along. Right. So now, I'm gonna do it for me. This is why this and, and my dad. This is why my dad he support me so much because he know that and all the man like last year my best friend got murdered and my other best friend, which is his brother, is getting ready to do 10, 15 years. And my dad know that I could very well be dead or in prison. You understand what I'm saying? But he saw me stay diligent in my MMA game awesome. when people slandered me. When people, oh, Rob, you, you suck. You, you, nah, it ain't oh, about no, you suck. Said, oh, it's you about like, it's about you, you like lame. They'll, they'll call me lame for always I mean, wanting to train. When we get like, done, uh, God. doing our little, when we get done doing our little hood yeah, shit, our little hood rat shit and everything else that I shouldn't have been doing, I always made time to go to the gym. You understand what I'm saying? I always, I always made time to go to the gym. Yeah. I will say, I will say this. Big I bad Warren stepping out. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I want some food too. War stew. Gotta be my motherfucking shit for yourself. Because OG. 
I will say it like this: you this this game, the sport, this fucking you guys have no idea. Yeah, I mean, Look, hey, just, you years like in this, this shit, man. You OG to me. Let's say it like this: I respect McGregor, and they say they say they especially John Jones and McGregor. John Jones and McGregor, they they talk about them because of them being on drugs and all this other shit. But it's like, dude, you're fucking human being. What People I've, talk down on them. What, what, what I've learned about MMA, and this is how I know that I'm going to be where I, where I want to be. I want to be able to help my family and my martial arts family. I know how to be raw whether we on air, I can't wait to touch that whether we in the middle of the cage. <laughs> they put a mic in my face. I am extremely raw. But, you know what I'm but now check it. It's not just some, it's not just being in the cage. I tell people, this is your job. You are an entertainer first. Because yep. even 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 a rapper false depending what you're doing it for. Yes. No, yeah, oh, you got me fucked up. You got me something else first to even. I'm a fighter. To I'm a, even I'm a fighter first. Hold up. To even entertain, you got to be something else first. Let me tell you, you on know, some, know, on some real you shit, I'm a fighter first. first. If you disrespect me, I don't give a fuck about yeah, this I'm, job. I don't give a fuck. Where we going? What you do to me on some real shit? And I tell my nieces, my nephews this. You got to give respect first to get respect. Yeah. But on some real shit, I'm a fighter first. I'm an athlete second. If you fucking do one of my people in, if you do one of my youngin' in, or you make me feel some type of way that makes me want to act, guess what? I'm going right. to fucking act. Fuck that job. Okay, well, check. Loyalty overall. I respect that, Trevor. I, respect I like how you. I, I like how you differentiate, that's, differentiate that's the two because there is a difference between the fighter and the athlete. But now check right. this out, though. As I say, as that being you are guy. you are entertainer. You are entertainer for one reason. That's because the business. Everybody, that's the everybody. Yeah. everybody when you check it, you but guess what? You that's entertaining you because you love your fight. Check, check, check. You're on the internet, we're right? Gonna, we're gonna create a fucking network. Do like, social no media, right? All the time. Honors I say, honors I say, you're entertainer first because even inside the ring, outside the ring, people look at you. Yeah. Up here. I got guys are 40, 50 years old. No fucking shit you lying. I pull my phone. They have seen my first fight. Hey, damn, most people are scared to be on the sharing their shit. Yes, dude, I be fucking tried to do fucking uh, Michael Champ. Uh, it used to be the Bellator champion. Yeah, that dude never been in a motherfucking street fight. I've been, I know a lot of people that's, in there. That's, that's, that's why it blows my mind when I come really across these people. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, I need we're, you in a fight. More time we put around each other. And they're like, oh, I've never been in a fight. That's, that's, that's why I'm All right, so look, so look, we got we got two mics going on. Let's take a brief break. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else? They got some last words. I'm about to go slide out, link up with my youngins. Like I said, nobody really know me. That's straight. I'm a somebody. It's just that nobody knows it yet. The real Cito 13. I know who you are. That's what I like to hear. Man, that's my man's KO for hey, that KO. Hey, I, I, I just want to say once again on air, fuck cancer. What? I feel like my hair was the reason I was able to withstand a lot of cancer. 
like uh, uh, like a lot of guys they a lot of guys pull guillotines all the damn time and I'll be honest anytime a dude pull a guillotine I knew that I had an extra inch or two of space because of my hair now I gotta be more careful with letting people grab hold of but at the same time that was a lot of weight on my head I mean my head movement's gonna be a lot, yeah, lot quicker. My equilibrium is gonna be different. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna be a little bit faster and a little bit more smart. But at the same time, a little bit more vulnerable. You understand what I'm saying? So what I had in my first fight that I don't have now is well, for one, for one, my for one, my youth. All right, I was fresh 18. You know what I mean? I didn't have a team. I wish I would have had a team by the time I was 15 or 16. I was fighting in the fucking streets like a dumbass, but, you know, yeah, man, well, I'm 23 now, you know what I mean, but five years can make a big difference depending on how your body is is shaped or anything like that. I'm, I'm glad to say that I still got a lot of youth in me. I still got a lot of fire and flame. Honestly, I what I have now that I didn't have back then was the pain in my heart. I was a I was a good kid back then, man. I I I treat everyone with respect. I didn't really have I've never really been through a lot of heartbreak or anything like that. Like I did from like stuff in my family, like my mom and my dad, but like I had never really went through like first love. I have never went through second love. I I had never had my parents have to be very raw with me in ways that I didn't like. You know what I mean? And long story short, I, I just, man, I, I gained a lot of fire in my heart from the pain. I didn't have the pain in my heart. You know what I mean? And now I got a lot of pain from my best friend being murdered. And not only is my best friend being murdered, but my other best friend is getting ready to do some time. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, I, sometimes I feel like I'm out here by myself, but then I realize, you know, the Voki Taito squad, we treat each other like family and we love each other the same way. You know what I mean? And, it doesn't matter who your friend is, whether they be 12 years older than you or 12 years younger than you. You can still treat people equally and, and, and treat people with, with love and respect. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the biggest thing that I always tell people is that it doesn't matter if it's not the person that you want to be your best friend. It doesn't matter what they look like, the age or anything like that. Someone is going to be your best friend based upon the actions that are given to you. Or the person that they give to you, present themselves to you as. You know what I mean? So people that I wanted to be my best friends, all because of the, the stigma or, or the the clout or anything like that, I quickly grew out of that because I realized that them people wasn't on my team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Them people really didn't love me for real, especially when it came to fights and they was never coming to fights or anything like that. And then luckily, I ran into some guys doing some street stuff that actually did love me. And it was hard to really break away from that street life because it was like these these guys really show a lot of love to me. You know what I'm saying? They really like they they put on for me. They've paid for things for me. They've came out of pocket of of money that is like is dirty money. You know what I mean? But they've done things for me that even my own family wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I got into this MMA game on accident, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's about the the positive support system and my street support system. You know what I mean? And that's all pushed me in this direction. That's why I know that this is the thing that's going to take me from the, you know, low class living in the streets or anything like that to I know I'm going to be a superstar. You know what I mean? I know I'm going to be a superstar. 
but it's about me putting on good performances. I, I don't care about an undefeated record. Fuck an undefeated record. I want I want to be the guy that when they see me at a fucking event, they know that motherfucker right there is going to bang. He going to bang it out regardless of what's going on. You know what I mean? He don't turn down fights. He don't pull out from fights. And if he does pull out from fights, there's a damn fucking good reason why. And I've never pulled out from a fight yet. So and when, he makes fucking weight. And I make weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no matter what I got to do to make fucking weight, I didn't cut my damn dreads for, for, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? And, and my dreads was all of my energy. I had my dreads for like six years and had long hair before that for like another six or seven years. You know what I mean? So my whole life I've had long hair. Basically, I went like a year or so without long hair how I am now. But I needed that extra pound going. And I am the champion. So what I have to do is cut this shit off. I don't give a fuck about no hair when it comes to this championship belt. Because the championship belt is what's going to make people pay more attention. It's a stigma about a championship belt, bro. You don't even got to be the best fighter in the world. But if you're a champion, they're going to pay attention to you. They're going to be like, he's the champ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of beastie-ass fighters in the division. But he got a belt. That's the way people look at things. Right. You know what I mean? And not only that, they look at performances. You know what I mean? So, yeah, being a champ, they're going to pay attention, but you have to keep people's attention. You know what I'm saying? Because people easily slowly wither away being a champion, but they're not an entertaining champion or they're not a very honorable champion. I watch a lot of Spartacus, man. When they cut his hair, he was fucking hurt. But you want to know something? He had a real reason. Now, his reason was to get his wife back and everything else. You know what I mean? But it was his reason that pushed him and made him feel like, fuck that hair. Fuck the old group that I was in. Fuck all of this shit. I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight with my heart. You know what I mean? To be the champion that I know that I am. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, that That's basically really all I got to say about that. But, you know, like I said, Rob K.L. Grigsby 3, I'm very raw. I can speak to you from my heart. I can speak to you arrogantly I can speak to you very humbly you know what I mean but I feel like all it takes is the the support system that we have this squad cast here is honestly a blessing I know we starting from the ground up man but everybody that has anything to do with this thing man it's, it's gonna be something one day and it, even if don't nobody else believe it I'm gonna make y'all believe this shit you know what I mean because you know it's one of them things that I just I feel it in my heart I'll go out of my I'll go out of my way to go do a squad cast man it don't matter what day of the week it is. It don't matter how hurt I am in my heart. I will explain my whole heart to somebody and not care, not one bit. I'll tell you every time I was scared, every time I was hurt, every time I was happy, I'll tell you anything you want to know because that's just who I am. But not only that, that's what makes me the superstar that I know that I am because I, I can explain my pain right in the middle of a cage in a post-fight interview. When they ask me, I let them know I went through a lot of bull crap before this fight. You know what I mean? But I'm still here and I'm still going to do this. And I love the kids that look up to me. There are children that look at me like a superhero, bro. And I am an amateur fighter with a record of three and three. There are children that look at me like a superhero, bro. Do you know how that feel, bro? No. That feeling right there is, is, is insane, bro. Because I remember when I was a child and the superheroes that I looked up to, now that I'm grown, I'm like, man, that man wasn't even... A superhero, but in my heart, he still is a superhero because when I was a child, that was my superhero. I don't give a fuck what nobody's talking about. You know what I mean? 
Anybody can say anything. That's why Van, man, Van Tactic Bo, man, that, that's one of my superheroes, bro. Yeah. In my life, bro, that is one of my I superheroes. I I mean, man, real Van, life. Van built this shit from the ground up, man. And, you know, if where I come from, you don't never bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. That's the ultimate disrespect. If somebody go out of their way to put food in your mouth, to put you in a position that you pray for so hard and push for you and, 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 Tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. They make you go through the, make you go through the hell that you got to go through to make weight. They make you go through the hell you got to go through to show up to these places and fight for these belts. I will never bite Van's hand because he's, his hand is the one that fed me and put me in positions and all, all the rest of us in positions to believe that we can do this. That's my superhero. Van, Van Tactic Vault and Big Rob Grigsby. Hey, that, that's Junior. There's a senior, but senior passed last year. But Big Rob Grigsby Jr. and then Rob K.O. Grigsby three. You know that that those are my two superheroes, man. Them dudes, man. I swear, I I could see the the biggest superstars now in the UFC or anything that I find interesting, and I wouldn't give two squirts of piss about them dudes if until when it came to Van or my dad. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. You know what you're talking about? All that money and shit don't mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? You can be the richest motherfucker in the world. You step in the room, you're going to feel my energy. Because everybody else going to bat at your feet. And they want to get you to like them because they you got a lot of money and everything. I don't give a fuck about you having money. If you don't treat me with respect, then I'm not going to treat you with respect. You know what I mean? And if you want to bang it out, we can bang it out. Yeah, I know I'm going to look to a... Superstar top tier fighter. I'm one of the dirty, dirty fighters from the bottom. But is the thing, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? I will bang it out with anybody on this planet. Any man on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real talk. But the, it's, it's, it's more than just banging it out. Really, it's just about me knowing that, yeah, you might be rich with money, but I'm rich in my heart, homie. You know what I mean? In my heart, I, I got the color back. You know what I mean? And I, I use that metaphor a lot. A lot of people lack color in their heart. The flower in their heart is very gray. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The flower in my heart has a lot of color to it. And it ain't just red rose. It's all the colors. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that in any type of weird way or anything like that. Shout out to the, to the LGBT community. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, when you got color in your heart, can't nobody take that from you but yourself. That bleeds out from oneself. You know, I'll, I'll just wrap it up right there, man. Thank you, Justin. Well, no, it. man, I appreciate it. We'll follow up more, do yes, more sir. videos, and I'm super happy we did this. Yeah, I'm, so, so, I'm, I'm so happy we did dude, this. Dude, I can't wait, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to touch that title tomorrow, dude. Yeah. So I, I mean, happening. I mean, I, I could never imagine how you would feel because even you know, I have no desire to do that. But I admire, I admire this sport on even the smallest level. Oh, so yeah, man. I just can't wait to touch it. So man, and, and like share I, the joy. There's when, some guys when you get that title, dude. There's honestly some guys that I've met that are still amateurs that I'm looking like, bro, you are gonna be something, bro. And they don't even see it in themselves, but I see it and I'm looking, I'm like, man, I like you more than the McGregors and, you know, all the guys. Right. You know what I mean? But the reason why I like these people is because they wear their heart on their sleeve. Like them boys, Steve-O and Cito, them boys wear their heart on their sleeve, bro. 
That's why I follow their they, they career because I know at some point they're going to get it together. Mm. You know what I mean? You came and started messing with us. And honestly, in my head, I'm like, dang, I mean, let's do it then. You know what I'm saying? You like man. us, we like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you were saying earlier, yeah, we was in a room full of badasses, man. But our badasses are very good hearted. We, we look out for each other. Yeah. We look out for who look out for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm always going to do what you want me to do, Justin, because I know you ain't got no malice in your heart for me. Well, I appreciate it because, I mean, I don't. I mean, I nothing but respect, man, yes, on sir. all levels. So Squad I case. appreciate it. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. One more time. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. You hear that every time. Fuck lupus. Fuck lupus too. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep.